Nothing but us bones, mon ami. Sweet and dewy of St. Louis. A robot made of bones. Je m'appelle Bonebot. Been bones keeper this boneyard for three bonedred years. Oh, good. Because I am on a bone-related errand. to the world of tomorrow this is back to the futurama your podcast voyage through the hulu reboot of one of the greatest tv shows fox and comedy central ever canceled and that is a clunky intro my name's mike and i'm ben and today we're talking about futurama season eight episode seven rage against the vaccine i love every time we're like season eight no that can't be right i uh, well, I look up the the page on the internet moviedatabase.com yes, for thank all you, of these Jeff Bezos. and they're they're using the they're using the Hulu order. Um so according to internetmoviedatabase.com, it's season 11, but we're using production order. So I was like season 8. I had to look back at the title of my <laughs> file for this. Um so, you know, we're doing great. Clearly, tonight. we're doing good. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we get into all that fun, and boy, we're gonna have a lot of fun on this episode. I can guarantee you, based on this episode of television, it's time for outsourcing Mike's bits. Now, Ben, my good friend yes. Ben, we only have five cards left. Um, we are we're running out of them for the Would You Rather deck, uh, which is uh, a a. a a blessing and a curse because it's a, that means it's a damn shame. I love these cards. It's a damn so shame uh, because we will be having to pick another set of cards here soon. Uh, I still have not put the poll up. We've only got five cards left, so there's not really enough for a good, good shuffle. But however, this is my favorite part because I'm going to make Ben uh, a willing participant in in the selection of the card. And I would like to ask you, which one would you like? I'll take uh, second from the right, from my right. That's this the one? one. That's the one. Oh, yeah. Now, this is a bin classic. Oh, buddy. And by Would the you way. Would rather eat Taco Bell or masturbate repeatedly? <laughs> this is the, the, as always, there is one sex question in every box of pod decks that I'm aware of. And this is it. We're at it. Excellent. We did Excellent. it. Excellent. We don't. We don't get a. Uh, uh, we should get the Final Fantasy sound for this. Yeah. <laughs> Who's ready for the sex question? To be fair, I will say this sound has a. It's pretty good beat to have sex to. It's better than Seabat. Give me the question. Jesus. Every time, Ben. All right, Ben. My good friend Ben, would you rather give up sex for a year or your cell phone for a year? You're giving something up for a year. Is it sex or a cell phone? I was a single guy for a very long time. Uh, I could do a year standing on my head. Um, It would be very difficult. Okay. It would be very difficult 
to give up my phone for a year because of how often I use it. It's sure I I use it for music. I use it for directions. I use it for communication. Yeah. I sometimes sometimes use it as a phone. Um, no, what? Using a phone as a phone? I literally wouldn't be able to log into work because uh, two-factor two authentication. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, that's fair. Although uh. not working for a year. Sorry, boss. Can't log in. My phone. My f- I I had to Can't. give up my phone because otherwise I'd have to give up sex. Um, <laughs> and at that point, your boss is like, "No, I totally get it." Uh. So you know it's not going to be the greatest, but like I've I've done a year before. That's it's nothing. I do like the idea that your boss would me- would not be like you're getting a different thing. If you can't have a cell phone, we're going to get you an iPod or something that can touch the internet, and then you can get your MFA codes. Yeah, I think that's that's pretty much the the correct choice here. I mm-hmm. like you know you, we, we unfortunately fortunately or unfortunately or however you see it. In mo- modernity, uh, you kind of have to have a cell phone. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, it's really, really tough to not have one, um, which is why anytime somebody's like, oh, everybody has a cell phone but can't save money. It's like, no, that's a necessity now. Right. It's, it, it's, it's like having a computer and everything all together. Now, sex, that is probably not a necessity. I mean, it is a human need, but like, you know, mm-hmm. if this is saying sex for a year. It doesn't say anything about, you know, using the self-service pumps as Weird Al once said, which is one of the wildest Weird Al lyrics I've ever heard. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, it, there, are, there are ways around that. There are um, ways around that. Yeah. So, and it, 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 there's a definitional question of like, what is sex as X, you know, but uh-huh. I mean, are we going off of Bill Clinton's definition? Right. Are we What's going the definition off of, of is right? Exactly. Uh huh. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, it's easy regardless of what that entails. I, I got, like, again, like all of my entertainment, all of my, like, if I need to go on a plane, that's where my boarding pass is. Like, mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. also going, like, I've read some stories about maybe we'll phase them out, phase paper ones out. So you just have this. It's like, so at this point, in the world that's going more cashless, more like on the phone kind of thing. It's, it's almost impossible to not have a phone. Right. Like 10 years ago, I, I would have been like, Oh, that's a tough choice in 2023. I'm like, it is what it is. Like if I have to make that choice, like I got to have the cell phone. Uh, I, I, my bank is an internet only bank. I have to deposit checks with my cell phone. I don't have another option. If someone wrote me a check, I'd have to be like, well, I chose sex, so I'll have to deposit this check in, you know, six more months when I get my phone back. Yeah. It's uh, you know, it's it's a it's it's wild the wor- the modern world that we are so stuck to this uh this basically ob- right? uh, monolith of uh black uh obsidian. And yet here we are. Cuz like you know, because I think a lot of people would probably be like, oh, it's an it's an obsession. Like, yeah, millennials can't live without their phone. It's like, well, yeah, because we made a world where we need the phone. It's my, like you said, it's I don't even uh, think boarding it's passes. us that made it. It's, it's my bus pass uh, yeah, now. Yeah, it's my bus um, pass. Yeah, it's... It's, uh, how I, it's how I bank. I need it for banking. It's how I, like, you know, I would have to replace so many things in my life just to function if 
I had to get rid of a cell phone. Right. Like, so, it's not, but yeah. It's not just t- like, you know, t- like you said 10 years ago when it's just for like my mom to call me and be like, hey, I'm picking you up from the airport or something. It's like, right. this is a absolute necessity for so much in this modern society because everybody has just kind of accepted, well, the people that make things have accepted that most everybody has a cell phone and anybody that doesn't is not worth catering to. Plus, and I'm just going to throw this out here. If you got rid of your cell phone, how are you going to play those Jackbox games? Think about oh, that. Oh, man. Oh, Think about no. That. I love those Jackbox games. I do. There's a new one coming out soon. Mike, let's talk about Rage Against the Vaccine. Can we talk Futurama, about Jackbox games instead? <laughs> Futurama Season 8, Episode 7. Uh, aired September 4th, 2023. IMDb plot synopsis. A pandemic ravages future Earth. That's it. That's all it says. Um, <laughs> that doesn't even describe an entire the entire plot of Hermes. Not even close. Not even close. Uh, so there are um, the 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 main two plots here is that a uh, they're I mean they're both connected, but uh, yeah, everything's uh, kind of pointed in rel- relatively the same way. The uh, world suddenly gets ravaged by Explovid 23, uh, a word I just said with my human mouth, and yeah, um, the professor is trying to get people to take a vaccine, and people don't want to do it. And meanwhile, Hermes goes on a quest down to the, the bayou of New Orleans... New uh, New Orleans. New New Orleans. I don't know uh, why it's to a wade new, like, through vomit never... to find a uh, uh, voodoo cure. Yep. <laughs> uh, so and, and that's gu- and guess who all everybody they brought back, including Doctor Banjo. Yeah. Okay. So literally, <laughs> I knew we were I... going to talk about it, so I just wanted to jump directly into into the vomit. Let's. <sighs> Let's let's just get into this. So uh, last episode, I was like, "All right, I'm gonna drop the whole like they just no, they yeah. they need to hit every single character." But then they thing. brought back Doctor Banjo. So this episode, we get the return of Barbados Slim. Obviously, makes sense. Uh, I mean, it's a, it's a very Hermes centric plot, so you know, I get you it. You gotta have Barbados Slim. Totally, in. I'm in. Scoop Chang. Makes an appearance, which is fair. Cool. He, yeah. he comes he comes into a lot of uh, episodes, especially uh, when there's news people showing up. Uh-huh. So that's all that makes sense. Yeah, Lur Ndunda and uh, Glur. What what's the kid's I, name? The I, the little I, 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 I saw it as Jerf Jerf like, ju- Jer. like Junior. Uh, but man, I I love seeing the Omicronian. So yeah, I'm not upset back. about that. Doctor Banjo a- <laughs> makes an appearance. Why? Why? Um, I mean, no, I do get it because it makes sense that he would be a conspiracy nut about the like uh-huh. the vaccine and the whole thing. But like we didn't we didn't need to. We didn't need to. We they could have just said, do we need to? And then we're like, no. And it was like, OK, let's uh-huh. move on. Uh, Professor not, Wernstrom. It's, it's not even like it's not even it's Dr. Pancho. Is it um, uh, Wernstrom? I guess. Wernstrom makes an appearance, which makes sense because it, the professor is trying to do anything, and therefore Wernstrom has to show up and, and right. screw it up. Uh, doesn't talk, but in the background, we get the aide who can never fail the mayor ever. 
Oh, excellent. Uh, we get in again in the background. We get and I forget the name that, but the the doctor who's the busty blonde lady. Isn't that? Oh yeah, I don't remember her name. I don't remember her name. Um, my, my, br- my brain is like is is she like Doctor Boobs or something? She has a name, and then Fry calls her something different. Um, but I do not remember her name. Editor's note, because I'm sure someone out there in podcast land is currently yelling at me. Her name is Dr. Lauren Cahill. Fry refers to her in Bender's Big Score as Dr. Good and Sexy. So uh, there you go. And then maybe the most egregious, we're literally just bringing every character back ever thing. Umbriel and her father make an appearance Totally unnecessarily. Yeah. <laughs> I will say uh-huh. I get it geographically. The lost city of Atlanta would be somewhat close to the Lu- Except Louisiana. they moved Atlanta out to the middle of the Atlantic oh, that's Ocean. True. That's how it all happened. That's fair. That's a good point. There's no reason for them to be in Nolens. I mean, they are searching for somebody that stole her da- his daughter's dowry, so... That young Dugan from Macon. Right. So yeah, that that one was like a that one that that one I'll I'll, I'll allow just because it's like a, oh ha, ha ha we did it. It it literally is Doctor Banjo that I am just <laughs> so mad about. I'm so mad about we because who was clamoring? Who was like man? We gotta have more Doctor Banjo. <laughs> like the Atlantans, sure. Wernstrom, love them. Like no, the it was it was the but Doctor. Banjo. It was the Atlantans that I was just like, really? Yeah, like, you, you didn't need to do that. I, I'm, like, I'm fine. I'm that at least I'm at least Doctor Banjo. At least Doctor Banjo serves as a plot element. <laughs> so I it it wasn't superfluous. Like you could have totally had some other uh, right. Joe Rogan esque sort of uh, podcast guy who's like spouting conspiracy theories. It didn't have to be Dr. Banjo, but at least Dr. Banjo has a point in the episode. So they were literally just like, Oh, Hey, it's the mermaids. Uh, They're here. So I just, I do want to say, and what I, what I'm about to say is cursed. So just know that you could cut out Dr. Banjo or replace him with zap (laughs) because he's, it's true. He's more Joe Rogan than Dr. Banjo is. Dr. Banjo is like, tries to be a legitimate doctor joe rogan is not trying to be a legitimate doctor he's just an idiot that (laughs) quote-unquote asks questions which is definitely thing that zap could do but he's too busy fighting kiff which is which is Uh a very decent gag okay so without without because i wasn't gonna bring it up but i saw the freaking mermaids and i was just like oh my god (laughs) i i was i was was sort of half joking (laughs) about making sure every character shows up i'm fully I'm fully of the belief that they literally just had a checklist and they're yeah. like, we got to get every yeah. single character. I just love that. we. That's we, the only reason to bring those mermaids I do back. love that we're coming at it in different ways because like the Atlantans I'm okay with, but I am, I, I, I draw the line with Dr. Banjo and you're like, no, nah, Dr. Banjo makes sense in the plot, which it, which I'm not even arguing. I totally get that. I just like, <laughs> I didn't need more of this character. This character was a one note. When we saw him, one uh, like in the comedy central zone, I get it. 
So, uh, anyways, uh, there's a. Uh, we, they finally got rid of COVID. It only took them until thirty uh, twenty three. Which so which might got that to look which might to. be the only actually funny re- like reference that they make to COVID at all in this episode. Yeah, yeah, like, but um, also like funny, sad mostly. <laughs> um, they uh they finally got rid of COVID, but now there's this new new virus that's coming from the mutants in the sewers explovid 23 which uh the symptoms of which are a slight cough and being irrationally angry at everyone which you know is not great but doesn't seem to have you know like kill people it doesn't like i get that you can probably get there through the fighting that ends up happening but like Eh? <laughs> it's slightly better. It kills secondarily. So the uh, so Richard Nixon uh, declares everyone needs to wear masks, and everyone oh my wears masks uh, in weird ways. Um, that felt they, real though. It did feel real, which is it sad. did. It did. Like, well, and, and here I don't want to get too much into the vibes of it all yet. Oh, uh, but we're gonna get there. Don't you worry about a thing. Uh, the this episode had so many moments. I was just like, it's maybe too real. <laughs> yeah, fair. <laughs> um, and uh, the everyone struggling to wear the masks properly, except for Hermes, was like, yeah, okay, I'm maybe not over that yet. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, t- it hashtag was, it was, too soon. Uh huh. So. Uh, everyone has to wear masks. Uh, the professor declares he's going to uh, create a vaccine. That's when Dr. Banjo uh, comes up uh, and is like I, I, I'm spouting n- <laughs> conspiracy theories. Uh, Wernstrom's um, vaccine makes you magnetic. And pr- the professor's vaccine, and the uh, Professor Farnsworth. And there's some and the sterility. It makes you ster- s- sterile, and it's on purpose because kids make you angry. Which I'm like, okay, okay, I get it. <laughs> uh-huh. But right now we're just playing into those misinformation things in the real world. Uh, the prof- uh, professor Farnsworth's vaccine has 5G chips in it, which is uh, he's like, well, yeah, it does, but that's just used for the surveillance. And so this is. I I am going to get a little bit into vibes here because I do <laughs> I do it, so it's it's one thing to say okay we all went through this pandemic and we're going to make our own little episode about like a pandemic sure Every part of this scene was just like, it feels like someone was handed a checklist of like, you got to mention all of these things that really happened. All these, these conspiracy theories that were real, uh, uh, that were, were conspiracy theories that were happening during the COVID pandemic. Because you've got the vaccine makes you magnetic. The vaccine has the 5G chips. The vaccine makes you sterile. Um, that like every part of that scene was, and not even just this scene, but like a lot of this episode was just like, here's the checklist of like things we got to talk about in a COVID episode. And so you just like 
cram it all in there. And it's just like this. The the thing that I loved about last week's episode. Okay. Was that it felt like everyone was having fun when it was made. Like the writing, it seemed like it seemed like the writers showed up and just had a ton of fun. Like, oh, yeah. we're going to make a Christmas episode about hiding a corpse. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's let's take an interesting look at this, you know, staple of mm-hmm. television of like, oh, we have to make a holiday episode. Well, let's turn it on its head a little bit. They did not do that here. This just felt like a homework assignment. This just felt <laughs> like we're doing a COVID yeah. episode. So here's the checklist. Here's all of those conspiracy theories. Here's you got to shove this. Q-tip so far up your nose, it tickles your brain, which I will say, watching that scene gave me, like, sense memories of, like, shoving Q-tips in my nose. Yeah, it felt felt awful watching and feeling that, yeah. Here's the scene about how no one knows how to wear a mask properly. Here's the scene about Zoom calls, which aren't Zoom, they're... Gloom. Gloom calls. Like... Where they, they did, I will say they did did absolutely nail the way Zoom meetings at the very beginning of the pandemic were. Oh yeah, of like stop eating things, get your kid with no pants on out of here. You know, et oops, I turned on my cat filter. Oh my Wi Fi is bad. Feed. Oh somebody's trying to get um, uh, instead of trying to you know be part of the meeting is trying to just get their prescriptions. If I had a nickel every time somebody did that to me, I would I wouldn't have to work anymore on Zoom. But even that scene was just like, here's all the Zoom tropes. Yeah. Do them all now. Yeah, yeah. Like, so much of this episode felt like a checklist, not we're having fun doing a Futurama. The only the only part that actually did feel like they're doing something kind of fun and different was New Orleans or New New Orleans, like Hermes uh-huh. Quest, which felt kind of fun, actually, a little bit. And then everything else is like gloom and Zoom and q-tips and misinformation and punching people and it you know it just i i also want to hear more about the place with the good beignets so you know there's uh-huh. there's, so, there's a place with good beignets and i need to know about it leela does get exploded 23 so she gets sent to the angry dome i will say i appreciate the return of the angry dome great use of the angry dome too like great use of the angry dome it's there so that you don't hurt anybody while you're angry and boy howdy is that the perfect the perfect quarantine for somebody that's just too angry. There's a little subplot where Fry is trying to like make Leela happy, but she's she's got exploded, so she's she's angry all the time. And he does end up just being like, screw it. And he goes in to be with her, and then they beat each other up because yeah. Leela, I'm really sorry. I tried shoving these flowers where you said, but I just couldn't manage it. Please take them. Don't come any closer, you dope! You'll get sick and probably beat up. I don't care. I can't stand being apart any longer. I'm coming in. It's exploded. You're super mad at everyone I, all the time. I, there, actually, there is one scene I want to talk about with that is when he, he gives her some food and asks how the cream pie was. And she somehow, through a hollow communicator, pies him mm-hmm. in the face with the pie. And I have mm-hmm. a lot of questions on just how that works. Um, other than, ha, it's funny. Like, he seems to have holographic pie on his face. And her mm-hmm. ar- arm is X out of it, out of the hologram 
as a hologram, like she's not actually hit him, but like how it, I, it's like if you punched me through this video screen that we're talking through right now. Mm -hmm. How? Uh, well, Mike, we have one question. rule. We have one rule on this question, and that it, rule is do not question the angry dome. Oh, yeah. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. No, totally. Yeah. I forgot the rules. I got to, you know, you got to tap the sign sometimes. So we're not going to question the angry dome uh, because that's our one rule on this podcast is this is that's the one. Question it. That's the one. That's the one. <laughs> uh, Everything else is more of a suggestion, but that's the rule. So I I, I, I apologize uh -huh. for breaking the rule, and hopefully that can be stricken from the record, although not cut from the podcast because it's important for people to know the rule. Yeah, and then Hermes' plot is that he's like, nah, this is this feels like a zombie thing because it's like has to do with like brains and anger and like it's it's zombies it's definitely zombies yeah i didn't follow that logic even in the moment Ugh, enough with the conspiracy theories people let's look at the facts irrational rage spread through saliva and spit constant angry moaning it's all the classic symptoms of zombieism that's completely unscientific, Hermes. Explovid victims move at way too normal a speed to be zombies. There are all speeds of zombies out there. Fast ones, slow ones, brisk shufflers. But the cure is always the same. Voodoo. But there, it, it is a decent enough way to get them down to New Orleans and have what... Or, sorry, new New Orleans. Um, and also... Uh, on the way, they he takes uh, like a a train kind of thing, mm -hmm. um, where somebody is trying to jam their husband into the overhead compartment, and who who looks like a suitcase husband, uh -huh. and uh -huh. the suitcase husband reacts to being told, "Hey, don't jam your husband up into the the compartment." Of don't you tell my wife how to jam me into things, which I thought was probably mm -hmm. the funniest line in the entire episode. I had a lot of questions about this scene, but they're uh, questions the rules, I don't really want answered. But they're not against the rules. <laughs> they're not against the they're rules. Just... It's not questioning the angry dome. Right. Um, I, I, yeah, there's a lot of questions it, with that too, but I laughed through that line more than anything. Like that legitimately felt like, like that was a moment that the writers were like, <laughs> it's funny. Uh-huh. So they, he goes, he goes down to new, new Orleans uh, the whole thing crashes because, uh, everybody the, fought. <laughs> yeah. Everyone fought, including the pilot. And, uh, this, it, it crashes. He goes, sees the fortune teller lady. She makes a comeback. Yep. I didn't include her in the, the but breakdown, that one, see, but see, here's the thing. The, some of them make sense and some of them just don't. That one makes sense to me. Well, and yeah, cause like a lot of them. Because like I'm not complaining about like Barbados Slim showing up. There's there are recurring characters sure. who are like yeah that's that's Futurama you know stuff. I'm gonna argue Doctor Banjo, Banjo forever. <laughs> Doctor Banjo and the the Mer people. It's like those are those those were characters that just existed in that moment. We don't need to see them again. Um, I could take more Atlantans, fine. but not. I'm good with Doctor Banjo forever now. Thank you. To be f to be fair, I would be fine with the return of the Atlantans if there's a reason that they go back to Atlanta. Yeah, that's fair. Like, I'm not saying you can't bring them back. I'm saying having them on screen for three seconds is a 
waste of my time. <laughs> Fair enough. So yeah, they uh, he goes to New New Orleans. He gets the uh, tarot reading from uh, the fortune teller lady, which does tell and us that the saints still exist in New New Orleans. So good, good to mm-hmm, good to see mm-hmm. that. Um, Mike, how hungry were you for beignets after this? Because I was very <laughs> fair. However, I was more excited about there is a uh, as they were coming flying in on the crashing train. There was a gumbotron on the uh, on the parade float, and I was like, <laughs> "God damn, do I want some gumbo?" Yeah, I gumbo and would also love like some a gumbo. great dinner. That one that I yeah. will not be having tonight, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, so the food in this episode—that's a thumbs up. Oh yeah, the vibes on the food are two thumbs up for me, baby. Woo. Uh, so. Yeah, he he gets uh, this tarot reading, uh, and he he eats a bunch of gumbo because when in <laughs> New New Orleans, yeah, exactly. you, you eat some gumbo. Um, and then um, uh, we also get a whole adventure where he goes to a skeleton robots place. Yeah, Bonebot, if, and I, who who is always using strained bone puns, and I would be too if I were a Bonebot. One hundred percent. It's always gonna be bones. I one hundred percent would always be making bone puns. I love uh, all the bone puns. I love this bone robot. Uh, he's cool. I really dug him. He was my favorite part of the yes. episode. Very good. Um, bone puns, very good. Skeletons, really cool. And uh, especially as we start moving closer and closer into the spooky season. So yeah, I'm I'm all about that. I was gonna I was gonna random like I I decided one day I was gonna try to record like a whole album, uh, and then I realized I'm not good at that. But I was gonna have a <laughs> I was I downloaded a bunch of um, uh, virtual instruments for like okay. a keyboard. Sure. Um, and so I got one that's like a, a xylophone, and I was gonna write a song. I, I don't know what it was gonna be, but I was I was gonna make a song that was called. Uh, this song is probably not about skeletons. Oh wait, it's definitely about skeletons. And it was just going to be like a little xylophone ditty. Um, (laughs) which I'll admit I did sort of steal (laughs) from Jeff Jocks, the, uh, uh, writer of questionable content. Um, he, he had, he, he recorded a bunch of music and he had a, one album that was just like this song's about unicorns, and the next one was like this song's definitely not about unicorns. Oh wait, it is. So okay, I, I was gotcha. chomping his flavor a little bit, but I was just like, it'd be funny to just be like this song's about skeletons, and it's just like us, like a cartoon playing a skeleton's rib cage as a xylophone, right? Because that's all I can think of when I hear a xylophone. Is no, just I agree. A cartoon I mean, character playing a rib cage. I mean, there's also that classic Simpsons line of when he, they hit the same bone, they it produces a different uh, <laughs> sound. I sure Who, hope someone got fired for that blunder. Exactly. I knew the moment that I started, you were going to be able to, to come clean it up at the end. So uh, thank you again, friend. So uh, anyways, skeletons are cool is the sure, point yeah. of that. Um, bone bot rules. Uh I would be okay with him coming back in future episodes. Make make a whole episode where Bonebot's there. Um, I do I do wonder if we love him because we get so little of him, and if we had so much of him, we'd be like, okay, I think I think we could cool it on the Bonebot. 
Okay. Okay. I, so I, I, I just don't Bone, know how much you're saying. Bonebot power. has diminishing returns. It, I, I'm worried of that might be the case. I don't know for sure. Okay. I just okay. know how mad I am when I saw Doctor Banjo, and he was in an entire very episode mad. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, Do you know how mad I am? I keep bringing it up to to piss on Doctor Banjo. I I noticed. You need a Calvin sticker of exactly. peeing on Doctor Banjo. You just take a picture of me peeing, which I hope you don't have, and just put Doctor Banjo down. Now this feels this feels like it's moved into a territory that I'm not sure I love. Now this is our merchandise right here. <laughs> we get now, we get a Calvin peeing. We get a Calvin peeing sticker, but we draw a cartoon version of you uh, uh, for the the face, and then. You're peeing on Dr. Banjo. <laughs> and then it just says, uh, back to the future on the bottom. And that's all you need. Yeah, exactly. That's all you need. Exactly. <laughs> uh, that'll get us yeah. a million listeners. We'll quit our day jobs yeah. because we'll be so big in the podcasting world. That that um, definitely feels like it's going to be on a lot of Ford pickup trucks. Oh, yeah. 100%. Um, Based on our <laughs> both of our uh, standpoints of we love cars. We love trucks. We're truck men. Hey, as long as as long as you continue <laughs> to hate Dr. Banjo, because that's our brand now. Oh, don't, um, you do not have to worry about that, my friend. Hermes <laughs> goes on this, this journey for with with uh, the bone bot, uh, which is great. Yeah. Um, he gave a really bot. good. He he gave a really good pun like right at the end, right before he left, and I don't remember what it was now. Oh man, um, it was so I like if if I were taking notes this season, I would have definitely stopped it and written down every bone pun. Oh wait, um, you're not taking notes? <laughs> no, I don't. I go into these. Uh, I, I'm going into season eight notes list, baby. Okay, I just basically write down the thoughts I have. As we're going through, like legitimately, if you want to know th- what I did when I saw Dr. Banjo, I wrote, Jesus, they brought back Dr. Banjo? What the f***? Were people like, God damn, we need more Dr. Banjo? Um, Which I don't care if you cut or not. I just want to let you know that I am taking notes and the tone is very similar to how I talk about it. Anyways, Bonebot was great. Uh, he helps Hermes get to uh, Barbados Slim's shack out in the bayou. And uh, it's the return of Barbados Slim. However, Barbados Slim, uh, no longer voiced by John DiMaggio, um, now voiced by Kevin Michael Kevin Michael Richardson. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the same reason, we've gotten a few other replacements. Yeah. Um, John DiMaggio, famously not black. Uh, famously. So... Yeah, I believe uh, um, the new actor has has also played like uh, uh, Cleveland Junior in the Cleveland Show, so d- definitely uh, a veteran of the voice acting wars. Yeah, he's been in SpongeBob SquarePants. Um, wow. He he was a bunch. He's a couple of different characters in five episodes of SpongeBob SquarePants. Um, he was in. Uh, Spidey and his amazing friends. He was in American Dad. Uh, oh, he's he's Principal Lewis and Billy and some other folks on American Dad. So yeah, he's been in a lot of things. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, Family Guy. Um, I don't see the Cleveland show on here, but um, yeah, he's been in a lot of things. Young Justice. I, I, I think it's because the Cleveland show uh, was very not well watched. I liked it, um, but they also said it in a part of Virginia. So I was like, I'm going to watch this. Uh, I get that. I watched a whole movie once called uh, The Overbrook Brothers. I may have mentioned this before on this podcast. One of them, probably. um, uh, The Overbrook Brothers is an independent film about uh, these two guys who find out that they're adopted and they go on a quest to find like their biological parents. I watched it solely because I read an article that was, uh, I read a Wikipedia thing, I think, that was just like, here's a bunch of films that were set in Fort Collins, Colorado, my hometown. And that one was, uh, it It was filmed there. And um, I was like, oh, I got to watch this because sure. I don't care if it's bad. It, it was filmed in my hometown. Like, I'm interested. Like, I want to see where they filmed. I looked for it for months and months and months and months became years. And then finally, one day it was on Hulu. Just out of the blue, just, I was scrolling through. Just, just like, just like watching a Futurama, it just shows up on Hulu, and you gotta it talk just shows about shows up it on, on podcast. And uh, welcome to Hulu Cast, where we talk about literally everything on Hulu. Um, no. Welcome to episode eight thousand four hundred and seventy-six, titled "I Just Wish I Was Dead." Um. <laughs> anyways, the Overbrook brothers showed up on Hulu one day. And uh, I was like, oh, okay, well, it's fine. It's finally available to me. I'm going to watch it. Most of it takes place in Austin, Texas, so not Colorado. However, the entire first part of the movie where they're at their parents' house for Christmas was filmed on the street my grandmother lives on. (laughs) Wild. (laughs) Amazing. I I was watching this movie and i was just like incredible this looks really familiar and like i i get that a lot where it's like here's a quick shot of like uh, a high school track and it's got mountains in the background i'm like oh that's my high school and then i'll like pause it and i'm like that looks nothing like my high school actually it was just <laughs> it was a, a high school track with mountains in the background and my my your your brain's always kind of looking for those things right sure Especially if you're kind of primed for it because you're like, oh, this movie was filmed in my hometown. But I was like, no, 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 no. This looks this looks really familiar. And so like after I watched the movie, I went back and I like took a couple of stills from from when they're outside of the parents' house. And I was like, no, no, no. That I know that intersection. I can I know. Oh, and then I, I went to Google Street View and I was like, yep, that's it. That's my that's my freaking grandparents' house. <laughs> that's terrific. So your grandmother's house might have been in a movie. Uh yeah. That's that's awesome. So that's just incredible. So I get it. So I I get the like, oh, this this uh or I watched the entirety of the, uh, for the first season of uh Z Nation because someone told me that uh the plot of Z Nation involves Fort Collins, Colorado. Isn't um, that it the does. One, isn't it the one the that enti- you're like this is not Fort Collins at all? Yeah, the entirety of the uh, the entirety of the first season is like they're trying to get to Fort Collins where the zombie virus uh, maybe the, it originated, so maybe there's a cure. 
um, they so they spend all first season trying to get there, and then they finally do in the in the last episode of of season one, and um, they compress to the entirety of a town that is like you know one hundred and sixty thousand people to uh, an army base with three barracks uh, surrounded by forest. There you go, and I was like. Swing and a miss. <laughs> <laughs> so I get that. They I get cho- the like, oh, cho- this takes place somewhere I know, so I have to watch uh, it. A hundred percent. They were like, well, the name has fort in it. It's got to be a, a a military part. Let's just make it a military thing. And boom. I, I went on, 10 years ago, I went on a vacation to uh, New England. Okay. And I was doing the the Airbnb thing because Airbnb didn't totally suck yet. Yeah. <laughs> and the um, the the uh, woman that I stayed with uh, when I was in New Hampshire, um, she was asking me some questions before I went out there, and she was like, "Oh, are you like an are you in the army?" And I was like, "No." And she was like, "Oh, well, I I was just because you're from from a fort," and I was like, "Oh." Oh, no, 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 no. It's a city. It's a city. <laughs> you know, like Fort you ever Wayne heard of like Fort Worth. Fort, yeah, you ever hear of Fort Worth? That's not a fort. That's a city. I guarantee you it was probably, no. <laughs> probably not. Um, <laughs> Barbados Slim's Shack. He's, I believe, he's I believe, there. I believe uh, Hermes calls it Voodoo HQ, which is kind of cute the entire time. Uh huh. Voodoo HQ uh, is Barbados Slim Shack because he knows a bunch about voodoo. But really, really, the true voodoo master is La Barbara right. because she also shows up. She has a key to Barbados Slim Shack. Don't worry about it. It's not a thing. Barbados Slim also has a key to their place, but also don't worry about that. Right. Uh, it's it, fine. It is very interesting because at the very beginning of this plot, La Barbara's like, I cannot, I will not be coming with you on this journey. I yeah, have, she wants nothing to do with the voodoo. Except um, for the fact that she is the leader of the voodoo. I do also love when they're having that conversation and Hermes is packing his things. He just grabs the hot sauce and puts it into a suitcase. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, I, I I appreciated that. It was very there, good. The, the beginning parts of that in that kitchen are some of them probably the best jokes in it the fact that uh that and, uh, and bone bot that and bone bot uh it, it's like go go get a goat from 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 our neighbors and it's like go to your room and he just carries the goat with him which is very funny um yeah uh, uh, that, that we've we, i think we've talked through all the funny things <laughs> then uh they go to look at the the voodoo lab which, which is a is whole scientific very, lab you're right that is kind of funny to me that they're in this like dark gothic house and they open it up and they're just like in a science lab it's very uh-huh funny. uh they're developing a vaccine which will uh and, and hermes is like oh so like you trick the body into thinking it's got the thing and it learns that he's, he's literally describing vaccines yes yeah. like literally describing how they work and then they're like yeah no you get it and um they decide to uh they have a, a vaccine and so they they start distributing it uh distributing it to people uh and including Dr. Banjo who's just like uh as long as this is 
uh, voodoo and not yeah. like science or whatever. And um, then they're like, yeah, it's fine. And they give these vaccine shots through these voodoo dolls and it works. Uh, Explovid 23 cured as in the span of, you know, ta- as long as everybody a, a takes week. the voodoo vaccine. Imagine if COVID was cured in a week. If they were just like, oh, we found a vaccine, it's fine. Here you go. Here's your thing. Everything's fine for now, forever. So it was the way that everybody thought, like, oh, we'll just go home for a few weeks and it'll be fine. (laughs) So, yeah. Um, Yep. Yep. Yeah, and then the ending is basically just Bender going, oh, yeah. So that's the episode. Was there anything else you wanted to mention before we get into the next segment, Mike? Um, Well, A, we just entirely missed Bill Nye's cameo, which I thought was very cute. We did. Uh, Bill Nye makes the uh, makes an appearance as Bill Nye the science head, which was very good. Very good. Very much enjoyable. Um, a couple of different gags that I, I thought were good enough to write down. Uh, when when uh, Hermes is in New New Orleans, he's on the corner of Bourbon Street and Diet Coke Avenue. I thought that was funny. Excellent. Excellent. Um, I, uh, Amy kind of was inconsistent in this episode because at the very beginning, she's very like, I'm like, have you heard that it's not even true? Just like the moon landing. And the professor's like, you you were born and grew up on Mars. And Amy's uh-huh. like, that's exactly what everybody else thought you to think, told you to think. And then he's like, she's helping him later on if she felt inconsistent. And then, um, boy, howdy, to get to the Omicron variant joke was an incredibly long Oh, walk. God. Oh, I forgot. The, the, I forgot about that. The whole walk to get to the Omicron variant of explosive whatever 23. Explovid 23. Was way too long and not funny at all. Yeah, that was rough. And I get why they did it. Because when the Omicron variant variant of COVID hit and Everyone on the internet was posting pictures of Lur. Oh, sure. And like making little jokes about uh, Omicron per CI8. And like, I get it. You gotta, you gotta go for it. You're never gonna get this chance. You're again. never gonna like, get this chance you, again. But there's something. You gotta about, make the joke. There's something about not be like hitting and and uh, striking while the iron is frigid that just like shatters everything. And it was just like it needed like. A cup. A lot of this episode, and not to get into vibes, the next segment. A lot of this episode needed like more cleverness. Sure. Uh, do you do you want to do you want to get into it then? Yeah, let's do vibes. This is one of the episodes that feels very much like the um, uh, some of the Comedy Central ones, which is not already not a great sign. Where there's mm-hmm. just there's another level to hit here like another level of cleverness that's like, okay, yes, we could do zoom and make all the same jokes that we made that everybody else made. But is there, is there some kind of angle to turn on and be like, there is something funny here to talk about, like make an actual like point rather than just kind of doing the same, like, okay, you know, on zoom people eat and they were naked or they were wearing their, their underpants and they're not wearing pants you know, like all this other stuff, like they're just making the same references that every everyone else is. It feels very hacky of like not looking at this and thinking, is there another angle I could come at this with? And, uh, you know, there have you know, I feel like Futurama is better when it 
is taking another angle at something that we've already talked about. You know, like uh, I don't, I, I, I wish I had an example off the top of my head. I'm just so mad about Dr. Banjo, um, which I was also mad about Dr. Banjo in the Dr. Banjo episode. So uh, that makes sense, I suppose. But like, it uh-huh. feels like there, there's like, it, it, I'm not saying that there's a good episode like around the corner, but I feel like they didn't even think about, should we look around the corner to see if there's anything unmined from this vaccine thing? Or are we just doing an iPhone episode? And they did an iPhone episode. And yes, like we've talked about, there are funny parts. I thought the Hermes journey thing was not bad. Like not, but if that's, you know, in service of, you know, uh, uh, the ending, which is a giant wet fart. Oh my God. It's just, it's just like, everything's fine. Cool. Uh-huh. Um, I, there, there are some things that are like the vibes, the jokes are okay, but you know, the vibes are, you know, the, this is a comedy central episode. Um, this is, this is thumbs down. I, 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 I didn't, I, uh, as you could probably tell from last week, I was dreading watching this and boy, howdy was, uh-huh. I was like watching this. I was like, oh, damn it. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's just, it, it's frustrating because I think there is still untapped like funny commentary about how we all kind of live through it. And, and we'll get there as time goes on and people actually like really start reflecting on it, uh, on mm-hmm. the world that we lived in for to one to two to even now three years we're just we're not in that place yet and then to shove this out and be like look legitimately we're just gonna like remember everything that was happening we're gonna make the same jokes everybody else did when it was happening and i feel like there's a you know obviously comedy is subjective of course i just think that there needs to be a little bit more cleverness and another like another like cycle of thought before you get to okay can can somebody be pantsless during the zoom like that that is so played out so it's a it's it's thumbs down it's bad vibes it's it's comedy central reboot era like some of the bad of the comedy central reboot era which is disappointing because some of some of these episodes other than the fact, the lack of an ending have been pretty good until you get to that kind of mm-hmm. like, you know, well, I don't know how to finish this out. So I'm just going to close the door um, where this one, it, it, it uh, even some of the, the funny new new Orleans stuff can't really get past it to me. So thumbs down, bad vibes. Yeah. Uh, unsurprisingly, uh, thumbs down also from me. Um, the, I've I'm already talked about it a little bit, but it does feel like a lot of the COVID specific jokes were just a checklist. Yeah. Okay, so here's here's the conspiracy theories. A, B, and C. Boom, boom, boom. Got that. Here's the uh Zoom meeting uh or gloom meeting uh checklist. All right, you got not wearing pants, cat filter. Eating on the thing. Uh, someone not part of the actual meeting. Uh, Scruffy's reading porn while the the whole thing's mm. going. Like, boom, which if boom, you're going to do that, checklist. just put up another screen. They won't be able to see that unless you wear glasses. Um, that's a different thing. So so much of so much of the COVID humor, for lack of a better term, <laughs> it 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 didn't feel like they were having fun. It felt like a checklist. Yeah. 
And, you know, maybe they were having fun. I'm not here to be like, oh, yeah, no, obviously they were held a gunpoint to write this episode. Like, maybe they enjoyed it, but it didn't feel like they were having fun. It felt like they were handed a checklist. Now, with that said, we all lived through 2020. We sure, um, well, yes, I mean, if you're if listening, you're listening if you're listening, we lived through 2020. Yeah. Not everyone did. That's true. Um, it's important to remember. Keep that in mind. Um, and I, I feel like, in addition to the humor sort of feeling like a checklist, I feel like it was a little bit, um, uh, a, a, a little bit, um, I don't quite know what word I'm looking for here. Um, it was a, um, disrespectful okay like flip to it maybe the flip it yeah let's go with that yeah it's a little flippant of the the legacy of 2020 because you know and and i i think about this a lot because i listen to a lot of podcasts i go through the backlog of a lot of podcasts sure. um and going through a podcast backlog in 2023 if the if the podcast started before 2020 it's like it it always it's the same cycle you've got normal podcast and then you've got like december of 2019 january 2020 where everyone's like hey have, did you guys hear about this thing happening in china and yeah. then like february hits and it's just like ha 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 hope i don't get the rona and then March of 2020 hits, and it is just, I am so scared, you guys. I'm just so sad and alone, and we're all alone, and we're all going to die. And I'm just, like, and it's just, the to- the the air gets sucked yeah, yeah. out of the room. Totally. So listening to, like, you know, we're three years removed from that, three and a half years removed from that. And listening to that is always such a reminder of the actual feelings of it yeah and i think it is surprisingly rude i guess that they made the uh one of the the one of the two symptoms of this pandemic uh, of this disease that everyone is angry at each other because i remember 2020 and i remember Watching people get into fist fights over, oh, you know, someone needs to be wearing a mask. Oh, well, they're not wearing, I'm not going to wear a mask. This is America. Sure. I remember the the uh, photographs of people getting inches from another person's face yelling, yelling at like a, a armed police officer yeah. yelling at them in their face because they don't want to wear a mask. And... I remember people yelling about all the conspiracy theories and like, it doesn't matter what your own personal politics are. Everyone was pissed off at each other. And I don't feel like we have put enough distance between where we are now and where that was because that aspect of the whole episode, even if, even if the COVID jokes themselves were funny even if they put a new spin on a Zoom call joke that just made me crack up. Sure. This episode made me feel bad. Like, it wasn't just that it wasn't funny. I felt bad watching this episode. I, you know, 
I don't I don't think anything is truly off limits in the realm of comedy. Sure. You know, you have to tread very carefully on some topics, but I don't think anything is truly 100% off limits. We deal with tragedy oftentimes through laughing about it. Yeah. You know, it's why dark comedy exists. But I, I, I don't feel like this paid enough reverence to a disease that killed millions of people that made us all terrified and made us all incredibly angry at each other for an entire year of just feeling bad all the time. And so for them to come out and be like, Oh, this, this disease makes everyone mad at each other. And I'm like, I don't think that's very funny. Like I just didn't gel with me. And you know, maybe it's, the writers dealing with their own trauma of it because maybe. we all have trauma yeah, about this time. Um, m- maybe that was how they were dealing with it. And I don't want to crap on that, but like as an episode of Futurama, I just, I felt bad watching this episode. I, yeah, I think, I think you, you make some really good points there. And, you know, I was very nervous about this episode just like I was nervous about the Mamazon episode, just like I was nervous about the Bitcoin episode. But while I didn't maybe necessarily love those episodes, um, you know, I think the Bitcoin episode, the Bitcoin episode was basically kind of what I thought it might be, but like a best case scenario, like, sure. Yeah, they they played with it a little bit. It wasn't straight up exactly what I expected it to be. Um, I didn't hate it. This episode was everything I expected it was going to be, where it's just like, hey, y'all, remember COVID? Remember being mad at each other and sticking things up your nose and Zoom calls and people yelling conspiracy theories at each other? um, And... It was everything that I feared yeah. uh, from top to bottom, it, with the exception of uh, Bonebot was there. Right. I love Bonebot. Bonebot. Great. Um, but yeah, it just, it, it, it did not leave a good taste in my mouth. That's a thumbs yeah. down from me. I, and, and I think, you know, even if, even if we were going to kind of like keep a lot of the, you know, like rote kind of things, even acknowledging, you know, because during that beginning, legitimately the beginning part, there was a lot of fear and a lot of confusion and a lot of like, well, you know, I can work from home, but the people that, you know, like I remember people were going outside and clapping for their, you know, the, the people in their neighborhoods that, oh, yeah. that mm-hmm. were, you know, you know, going to work in healthcare facilities and like had to be out in the house. And we were, we were like, these are essential people that we need to like support. There's just none of that here. There, like, I, I and yes, uh, earnestness is not you know a great bed of comedy. Um, I'm sure you could probably do a thing of like the delivery company being like, but we're just we're giving you this or whatever. But like, th- there's just nothing. It just it goes straight to the anger, which is yes, you can mine more humor out of anger, I suppose, if you're kind of like th- throwing things on a wall. But it doesn't. It didn't. It didn't feel real to me which is why i don't think i felt like yeah it's just not funny but it's also not real like not not to say that it it 
like not to say that much of Futurama is real because again, television show, but like it didn't feel real in the universe it presented me in. Like it, I could, I didn't even buy it was actually happening in the Futurama because that's not how people react immediately. Especially if you're not already, if it, yes, if you've got exploded, you're mad, but the other people wouldn't be there. And there was a little bit of that fear, but it didn't kind of coalesce into anything other than now we're all just mad at each other. <laughs> um, and, um, I, and I, so I, I totally agree with you that, you know, uh, it, it, it just, it didn't, it, it, it certainly didn't, it didn't speak to a reality that I recognized at least early on in the pandemic. Yes, it it you're absolutely right. Of the fear, the fear led to anger, led to hate, led to you know Yoda uh, happening. You know, a few months into the pandemic, but yeah, it it just it just didn't it didn't hit. And I think I think there's just a cleverness or a perspective to find that is interesting. I think there is an interesting perspective of that can be found in the in COVID without having to be like. You know, like, you know, like not laughing at people dying or whatever, but like, like zooming into a specific character and how they reacted in that time and like finding humor in little moments. And, but this is just the broadest based, you know, the same jokes everybody else is making, just throw them up there. People will love it. That's, that's what it felt like to me. The series that I think did it best and granted this, it was kind of in real time uh because it's mythic quest um i don't know if you've watched i've uh, not quest but I, yeah of course um, we're also talking about like there have only been two years of television since the start of the pandemic or so and also now we're in a writer's strike and an actor's strike so so <clears throat> um so you know myth mythic quest wrapped up their first season um before the pandemic they didn't start their second season until after the pandemic. Um, so they had kind of a special episode where they, they uh, and I guess uh, spoilers from Mythic Quest, uh, if you don't want to hear this, skip to. One hour, four minutes, eight seconds. So they had this episode that kind of takes place between the two seasons. And, you know, again, this is contemporary to lockdowns starting so we were all living in it at the time this wasn't three years after the fact right but you get a lot of the same jokes where it's like we're transitioning to this remote work environment where the non-tech people are really struggling with zoom um you know everything is is kind of messed up and the the thing that made that episode I think uh, really worthwhile is, you know, again, it was, we were all living through it at the time, but uh, there was uh, through the whole episode, uh, one of the main characters, Poppy, she's one of the programmers for this video game. Okay. She's just like, no, I'm fine. I'm, I'm just going to work on my stuff. I'm working from home. No one can bother me. No one can bug me with their incessant, whatever, it's just me and just my code and I can get into it. And she is just burying herself in this work and she's can't sleep. She's just working on code, can't sleep, working more on code. And then finally, like the, the other, um, the boss of the company, Mm -hmm. like is like, look, you're not, 
you're not doing well. And he he goes to her house and he knocks on the door and gives her a hug and they both just start sobbing. And I started sobbing. Sure. I'm emotional thinking about it now because it humanized that in a way that an episode like this doesn't. Sure. Because it's one thing when you do an episode about uh, that, you know, I mean, we already had a pandemic episode. The the common cold comes back. (laughs) They get quarantined. It's one thing to be like, oh man, the common cold has been eradicated for so long that it's this like serious biohazard. And like, that's fun and funny because like we've all had the common cold. It is annoying, but it's nothing. And this is a disease that killed so many people and ruined so many lives and caused everyone to get so mad at each other. Yeah. And it was a disaster that we all have trauma uh, regarding. And so the fact that I just watched an episode of Futurama that was like, here's your COVID joke checklist, do the thing. I, it, yeah, it, it, yeah. I, I hear you. I, I do think that you mentioned it some, uh, somewhere in vibes. Uh, there, there have been a lot of, really good points you've made uh, where kind of a lot of humor people use or comedy people use humor to get through trauma. And this feels like this was an attempt at it, but they didn't know what to say. They didn't know the, the, what was really at the core of it. So they did. Well, well, it's like, well, we went through this thing. Everybody knows about it. It's at least, you know, I want to talk, I want to say something about it, but I personally don't, see what they're trying to say and maybe maybe and again i i i love the the compare and contrast with mythic quest because i'm imagining mythic quest mythic quest is not you know a broad comedy maybe i'm wrong on that but futurama is broad it's it's the simpsons in the future effectively and it it says things it does uh, but mm-hmm. it's a lot a lot of it is just like here uh, Futurama in, in its worst and its best is sometimes just throw this joke up on the wall. Is it good? Great. Let's keep moving on. And I think, you know, I, I think that sometimes when, you know, the plots let Futurama down, the jokes are can be good enough to hold it, hold it up. But if they're both not there, it's just nothing. So I, I and, and I think like we've talked a little bit about, you know, we, we the voodoo portion of it is actually kind of interesting, especially Bonebot, because it, it pulls some of the characters out into a different universe almost that isn't the same kind of thing and is also not focused on COVID. Whereas all of the new New York stuff, all the planet express stuff is checklist. I'm trying to deal with, you know, like, like we've talked about it. I think we're just talking in circles, but I, I totally am with you. I, I get it. But I think that, you know, I think there's something to be said in a broad way about COVID in a broad comedy. It just, this isn't it. Yeah. Um, but with all that said, with those two thumbs down, we want to know what you think about this episode. Were we off on this one? Was this episode actually great? And because we've been wrong before and it's fine if we're, we're wrong. We're wrong a lot. 
I find, uh, in general, really. Just a lot of the things I say are wrong things. We we did get called out about how you uh, made a, a reference to Dune, and that reference to Dune was 100% wrong. So Woo! we've been wrong before. Let us know what you think about this episode. Uh, you can do that by sending us an email back to the Futurama podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we also have a contact form on backtothefuturama.net uh, where um, we did get a message. We got a couple of messages. Um, Y'all want to talk to us. I love it. I, 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 we really appreciate it. We got one from Brian, which uh, came in. A, a little bit after we recorded uh, last week's episode. Okay. Uh, so I didn't get a chance to put it in the uh, in the thing. But Brian says, I was entertained to hear you predict the return of Hanukkah Zombie and Kwanzaa Bot. Although that <laughs> turned sad because it reminded me of Coolio's passing. Yeah. I know Ben isn't a fan of holiday-themed episodes, but this does at least feel noteworthy for the post-credit send-off to Coolio slash Kwanzaa Bot. Uh, yeah, I'm not a fan of holiday-themed episodes, but that episode ruled. For more info, listen to last week's episode. Uh, we also got a message from Zachary, uh, who says, uh, It's me again, a few things to say. Sorry to make you feel aged with my last email. Ha 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 ha. Fair. Two, yeah. I'm a computer science nerd like Mike, so hashtag Team Zoidberg. Uh, all right. Multiple huzzas. Three, that COVID episode was painful to watch, to be completely honest. The Christmas episode is easily my favorite season so far. Four, I have a few would you rather questions that are Futurama related. Okay. Uh, we, we spent fire. a long time we spent a long time talking about this uh about the vibes on here, so we'll we'll sort of do these as a flash uh, answer here. Yeah, yeah. Would you rather be Zep Rannigan's personal servant or a daughter of Leo Wong? Um I'm going to say uh, I'm going to say daughter of Leo Wong. I'm going to go assistant. Okay. Uh, second, would you rather travel to a parallel universe or time travel through time, past or future? Uh, parallel universe, I'm not in danger of becoming my own grandfather there. These things happen. I like how you suggest it's danger of doing it when you when it would be the coolest thing you could possibly ever do. Um, yeah, but parallel to universe. To become well. your own grandfather? <laughs> How many people can say that they are? Uh, more than you might know. That's fair. Uh, curious to, uh, as to what you guys say about the first one. LOL. Have a great one. Uh, thanks, Zachary. That was uh, some good would you rather. Yeah. Um, we are also on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash back to Futurama. We have a new Patreon patron this Whoa, week. Oh, uh, wonderful. Treb Corey. Uh, just became a Patreon patron. Excellent. I hope I said your name right. You too can become a Patreon patron of the show. Um, although we will probably be on a bit of a Patreon break while the Futurama is on a Futurama break. Probably, so we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll figure it out. It'll Stay tuned to the Patreon for more info. Uh, that's it, Mike. Yeah. That's uh, the contacts. Well, we do want to thank you for coming to the end of this one. Uh, probably not the most fun to listen to when we're just kind of tearing something apart. Uh, we 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 try to be uh, comedians, but sometimes we are up on some soapboxes that we probably don't af can't afford uh, with what the checks we're writing. But thank you for coming to the end of these. Thank you for commenting and sending us messages. We re I really love it. 
Um, I know Ben does too, to, you know, he sends me, you know, occasionally he'll be like, here, look at this mail. It's so awesome. So yeah, it's, it's really great to see that you guys are, are interested and you, you want to, you want to talk with us because we really love it. And don't forget to join the league of Jeremy's where I'll probably be putting a poll up for, uh, for what, what card deck to do next in outsourcing mugs bits. Um, but yeah, we love, we love, we love it, uh, that you're, you're interested and you keep communicating with us and, uh, yeah, we, we, we love you. I'm just gonna outsource outsourcing Mike's bits to um, Zachary and have oh, him write all of our perfect. Would you rather questions? All right, Zachary, <laughs> you you signed up for it. Let's go. I gotta I gotta get fifty two cards. Uh, we don't have fifty two episodes of this podcast unless they're like, oh, we got picked up for another three seasons. Um, don't because you we'll be speak doing it this into forever. existence. Do not we'll be, speak it we'll into be, existence. <laughs> But just know, last week, anything I, will last be- week, I would have been like, all right, I'm I'm in this week. I'm like, nah, that's fair. But remember, any podcast we do after this is going to have outsourcing Mike Spitz. It's outlived it. Both of the podcasts that we've done so far, if we do in, it, whatever's next, it's coming with. And that's it for this week. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for listening to us rant about the covid episode um because i know i had feelings about it and uh that'll do it for us this week until next time uh we will be back with the episode zap gets canceled which let me tell you no i'm also nervous about yeah this is a nerve-wracking we've gotten we we had some good ones and now we're getting to the nerve-wracking ones i was i was less nervous about this episode this upcoming episode until watching this episode (laughs) and now i'm like i don't know man it it could be it could be a i know what you did next xmas it could be a rage against the vaccine i'm just hoping they went they didn't see the the lowest hanging fruit and say that's good enough for me. I will only be happy with the episode if he gets canceled by two podcasters named Ben and Mike. Uh, and if they, that happens, if they take our voices out of context <laughs> and it's like Zap sucks, I would. I, first off, where's my check? <laughs> if if that happened, I would. It'd be my favorite episode of Futurama forever. I don't care what's in the rest of the episode. I don't think that's going to happen, but we'll find out next time on Back to the Futurama. <laughs> and until then, I'm canceling Zap, and my name is Ben. I'm canceling Zap, and my name is Mike. <laughs> that, that felt like Zap Zap Anonymous there for a moment there. Goodbye, Goodbye from, from the, the world, world of, of tomorrow. tomorrow.